Welcome back to another episode of Two Heels in a Face podcast. Uh, I am at the Charlie Compound, mm-hmm. Chuck Colorado Compound. We're here. Um, we are doing a late, late AF, 4th of July. Super late. Super late, 4th of July. Little DJZ there? Yeah, maybe. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we're, we're recording uh, very late after the 4th of July, but uh, Charlie actually had put together some some cool ideas, some cool topics to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so take us away, Charlie. But first of all, before we begin, um, how did you spend the 4th? I spent the 4th working, mostly, but I attempted to... Very American way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hardworking American, correct. So I, the 4th of July weekend, I was in Lake Geneva. Nice. And it was fun, but all I wanted to do was watch G1, and I was drunk and or hungover most of the time. Ah, weekend. that explains the tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Spencer Williams on Twitter. Uh, I think his tag or his handle is at SpencerWilliams44 uh-huh. in our Fantasy Wrestling League. And he, I was trying to figure out a way to watch the first night of the G1 special, because night two, which I haven't watched yet, is on... New Japan's uh, network, you could say New Japan World. Okay. And but night one wasn't. It was on AXS TV, mm-hmm. and I didn't have access to AXS TV. Okay, because you were so far. Well, I don't. I don't think I even. I don't even know if I have it here. Oh, okay, okay. It's a ran. It's like a weird channel. It's like uh-huh. when it's like El Rey. You know, like how do you? Who has it? Right, and, and no I think it's accessible it. to Direct TV only or something. like oh, that? Oh, so I probably do have it here. I have Direct TV mm-hmm. here. I, I, it was. It's one of those. I mean, I try to run. I don't. I don't have cable, technically. Okay. So I don't. <laughs> you I just really don't, don't need it. it. Right. Yeah. So like Sling TV, like the like Sling TV is a Sling TV and a bunch of other combinations of things are like what's killing the cable industry which is good it's it's bad for comcast it's good for the consumer because it's right. on demand viewing um but spencer williams thought of the idea seven day free sling membership which i probably have to cancel today or okay. tomorrow <laughs> uh so i don't want to get charged uh actually danny trejo does a lot of their advertisements yeah um who's a f- really funny dude and was was at an episode of Lucha Underground season one mm-hmm. that I recently yeah. just watched. Danny Trejo right. was there, so probably a wrestling fan. Got access to AXS TV, watched night one, but I kept falling asleep mm-hmm. because Friday night I went way too hard. So Saturday I was like I was like trying to watch it. Uh, too many uh, yeah bros or what? I, I had yeah boys. Oh, I yeah, had <laughs> like food. You know, it's just like everyone. It's just a glutton. Like, yeah. It's just glutton, yeah, 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 a yeah. Fest mm-hmm. of gluttony. At the Fourth of July weekend, so I was just, I had, my stomach is still just messed up. Um, <laughs> so that's where I spent my weekend. But the day of Fourth of July, that Tuesday, I was trying to get a, a two wheels on a face podcast Fourth of July episode out, and I had this idea because, and you know, you'll notice that a lot of stuff we talk about is like everyone was kind of on their Fourth of July themed or timing or marketing game. Yep. As we'll as we'll talk about, and. I tried to do an episode on my balcony here, 
with the fireworks going off in the background. And I did it like way too late into the night. And maybe we'll put some like raw footage of that at the end. I think that'd be funny if yeah. we can manage that editing. But I was doing a solo episode and then the fireworks started off like kind of slow and then they just picked up. So you, you could hear me really well with only a couple fireworks in the background. And then, like, everyone everyone around me was doing, like, their grand finale. Like, Pilsen shot off, <laughs> yeah. at, like, in, a, in, a, in just an obnoxious amount of fireworks. And the episode kind of got ruined because you couldn't even hear me anymore. So it was a good idea. It just didn't pan out correctly. Hence the reason why this episode is called Late AF 4th of July <laughs> episode. Because everyone's probably already got their 4th of July podcast episodes out. We don't. But maybe that's good. Maybe like I mean, Pro Wrestling Tees is running the whole independence, yeah, you know, promotion for a whole week. So why can't we? Right. This is for like the people who don't want to get back to the real world <laughs> and right? just want like the Independence Day fun to continue. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, but I have a ton of topics here. All of these notes that I was supposed to do the solo episode on are just sitting in front of me. So. I'm just going to continue yeah, to take, go through them. Yeah, go through it. And then just and comment mm-hmm. on whatever you want, uh, feel you need to do, etc. So, like, sticking this, the whole kind of, because, like, you, um, myself and you, and we've mentioned this before, like, we both have marketing, uh, digital experience backgrounds. That's, right. Those are our jobs, etc. So I was kind of, like, working that into this solo episode that I was trying to do. And then I was noticing, like, how well-timed and how it's, people have thought it. Obviously, it's, like, well thought out and thought of in advance. But all of these kind of, like, patriotic themes were hitting at once over this weekend. So, for an example, and this is something we can start with, was G1. Yeah. First show on American soil, right? Yep. The, the freaking logo was, like, red, white, and blue. It had some stuff in there. It was for the United States Championship, which, and, and to preface, I didn't watch night two. I still have to do that. Okay. So we're, I'm just going to give you, like, some quick thoughts on night one. Yeah, yeah, I won't spoil sure. anything. I, I don't know I, if you kind of, no, I mean, so, I know who wins. Right, we yeah. all know who wins, and I know the outcomes of certain matches. Um, I did not get to watch either of them, you know, Saturday yeah. or Sunday. Um, quick shout out to Hector though. Um, he, he, him and I were going back and forth cause I had a family thing going on on Saturday mm-hmm. and we're trying to figure out how we're going to watch this thing. Okay. Um, I think, uh, he upgraded his, um, whatever direct TV or whatever it was, his just, cable package, his cable package yeah. just to get the channel. And he gave me his logins and he's like, Hey, if you're able to log in and watch it, go for it. Nice. Um, obviously I did it. I couldn't, yeah. um, I was uh, I was hosting my mom's birthday cookout. Good for you. So yeah. I was behind the grill and I was trying to you know get a phone somewhere in there. It's a very fatherly thing <laughs> of you to do: host a birthday for your mother and grill for the entire party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know while chugging some modelos. Um, and we got and, a few in front of us right now. Right. So what, what I did is I logged in and I was trying to get it um, you know, get a Chromecast going on on a TV somewhere in there so I could go in and peek in. Okay. But it was just impossible to, to, <laughs> to really watch anything. And, um, and that would have just like I don't know if peeking in would have been best for you because you would have just wanted to like sit down and yeah, watch it, right? Yeah. And then like the burgers would have been exactly or whatever you're making. So. So yeah, feel free to you know give away results or whatnot. I'm still gonna go back and, and right. watch it. Um, I did one of the things that I did get to watch on. I was probably Monday while I was working, was uh, Slammiversary. 
Oh, cool. Okay. I watched very little of it because the stream died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that you know, well, let, let's just say I just couldn't finish watching it. It's Not like I was watching this illegally or anything. Okay. You know, <laughs> so. So you were asleep. Oh uh, <laughs> no no no! So the, the stream, stream literally the, yeah, cut the off. stream literally cut off. So, okay. but I got to watch some some because... matches. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was actually enjoying it to the point that I'm like, you know, because we talk a lot about you know. Sometimes we kind of get a little tired of WWE. We want to know yeah. what's going on, but we kind of need to put it away for a bit so we can enjoy it all over again. I might, I might, I'm willing to pick up some TNA yeah, or cool. Impact or Anthem, whatever they call themselves. Well, now. this is what our buddy, our friend Trent, Trent, yeah, has definitely been, like, telling mm-hmm. us. And he was there front row. I was seeing him react the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah. Was he on TV? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. He was on uh, a hard cam side. A hard cam side, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been telling us that like, a lot of AEW, obviously we like AEW's roster, a lot of AEW's regulars, you could say, do impact. Mm-hmm. Like, Loki's there a lot. Desmond Xavier's there a lot. Um, Trevor Lee, right? Yep. Uh, so, and also the fact that, like, I know maybe, like, the Hardys were mistreated and they got a lot of bad rap for that, but it was, like, completely, completely new owners, completely rebranded, and, like... They're getting in other people. I like D'Angelo Williams. Even did okay. It looked like. No, that was really good. Like yeah. I was, I was surprised. Like they either they made him look good or he because like, he was super athletic. Like I, I oh, really yeah. enjoyed his performance. He's got the athleticism now, yeah. but then it's like a whole other level of coordination mm-hmm. to pick a guy up, right? Like the only thing that I that that was taking me out in that match was. Uh, when he would throw people against the ropes or as a turnbuckle. Irish whip? The Irish whip, yeah. yeah. He doesn't have that He down. doesn't have the Irish whip down. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, I enjoy that, actually. It was pretty good. Yeah. But uh, I, to your point, like, don't just... People are still... TNA just has that stigma. Like, mm-hmm. TNA just has that stigma of being the trash can that everyone shits on. Yeah. But they're different now is kind of what, what you're realizing and what I have been told to the point where you should like give them another chance, give at least the new guys who are wrestling mm-hmm. there another chance because their product is a lot better. Right, and then one of the things that you know that we had talked about before is the um, the relationship that they're building with with AAA and that was real. Um, that was what's yeah. really cool to me is I had other promotions talent on there, and we and we knew that mm-hmm. that was happening, yeah. but we didn't know to what extent they were going to use certain characters mm-hmm. and. Because there are certain characters that are so affiliated with Lucha Underground, where they're, I guess, better known in the American market now, because of Lucha Underground. Yes, I would um, agree with that. So, because Drago, like you know, I know of Drago before Lucha Underground. Yeah. But because of Lucha Underground, now you see, you know, people wearing his shirts. You you know you see mm-hmm. that he's getting more and more attention. He came to AEW. Yep. Um, all those things. So that match uh, where it was. Um, it was a bunch of um, the Crash promotion guys, okay. Um, the Lucha Underground or AAA guys, whatever you want to call them. Cuerno was um, in it, right? Yeah, Cuerno was. It there, wasn't a he, single match. Cuerno was there, but he wasn't there as Cuerno, right? Because he's right, in right, right. AAA, so he's with the Hijo del Fantasma character. Mm. Um, we just saw him at AEW. Um, Laredo Kid, he okay. was there. Okay. Drago was there. Garza was there. Okay. Um, the LAX. Um, crew was there. That's with Homicide, right? Is Homicide? Uh, no, 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 okay. no. I'm thinking something else. Um, and I can't remember who else was in that match, but it was a really good match. Like I, like I enjoy that. Like it's something that you don't typically see. Yeah. And the fact that they're they're bringing it in, and if you if you're watching wrestling for the sake of watching wrestling, not trying to, like you said, shit on you know TNA or Impact yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. like 
you would really enjoy what's going on in the ring. Like, okay, cool. I, it, it was cool. Yeah. So it wasn't a singles match between Drago and... No, it was a... Okay. It was like four three-man teams, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then they did... Uh, they brought in some Noah guys, right? Some pro wrestling Noah guys? Yeah. Okay. So that was kind of like... Mm-hmm. And they had like the, the, the Noah logo and the AAA logo on yeah. their poster or yep. whatever. Like their mm-hmm. match poster, you could say. So it was no... It was almost like joint... No like, joint promotion, right? Like you it's, know, we're yeah. affiliated, right, so right. I'm bringing these guys from there, right? Which know? makes complete sense to me. Yeah. Um, so that's what kind of got me interested in Slammiversary. I the way they promoted it, though, at least the tweet I saw, I thought it was going to be Drago versus. I'm just going to call him Corner because mm-hmm. it's easy to say. Yeah. Um, singles match, but it wasn't. Uh, but no. it's still cool the fact that they did that. Yeah. Um, so that's really neat. Anything else you? Because I don't have any notes on that. So if uh, you want to. Yeah, no. Get regarding that, that, the yeah, the Moose match was great. Um, okay, there was a spot near the end where, um, what's the name of this guy? The the football player, D'Angelo Williams. Uh, yeah, yeah, he he's supposed to you know put I can't remember the name of the other guy because I, I mean these are somewhat new guys. Too. Oh, he's supposed to put him through a table, right? Yeah, and yeah. he kind of overshot the frog splash. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like, oh, like, like he had been doing so good. Like I yeah. ended up rooting for him. Like, all right, dude. Like I know you're not a wrestler, but you're doing so good. Mm-hmm. And then he he doesn't break the table. So I was like, oh, I, I think I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they ended up breaking the table later on after the match. Oh, okay. Over, <laughs> that wasn't the finish. Yeah. Well, no, that was the finish. Like, oh, okay, okay, you know, one, two, three. Uh-huh. But then uh, Moose is like, I think they it was a you know an audible. It was like, yeah. Like, let's just break this fucking table now so, okay. <laughs> um yeah nice. they brought him back in and broke the table um so i did, i think that was the last match that i watched maybe not i'm not sure did you watch the main event uh, i did not watch the main event okay so i think i still have like another half to go okay um but what i watched i enjoyed and yeah. and like i said it made me think like all right like i wouldn't mind giving it a shot yeah give it a chance mm-hmm. um great so was that did that have any american themes in it the Slammiversary? Because that was actually going up against night two of G1. Of G1, Same yeah. Night. Did it have any... Um, they really missed the boat then on that American... Probably, theme, yeah. Themed... Like, and it, my mind wasn't even there, I guess, because it was on a Monday. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, like, it yeah. was like there was no other wrestling. There was, you know, like, Raw later on that night. I watched it during the morning as I was working. Okay. Um, But, um, yeah, I didn't even think about, okay. you know, the, the holiday. So everybody but Impact. Got on, the, got on the American flag. <laughs> Maybe, but, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, it made me realize that I missed watching Moose live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's I haven't, true. We haven't we seen haven't him seen in a while. Him. Is he is he exclusive? To I Impact? think he is. Like, I not think everyone the, signs an No, I think Impact. the way their contracts work, like, Impact needs to, like, approve whatever indie shows they're doing. Okay. Or at least that's how it was with TNA, maybe. And I, because he's not a champion. Because I also know, like, that, you know, if you're a champion, then, you know, you cost a little more and it might not be worth the, you know, bring you in or whatnot. Worth it for AEW? For, for yeah, whatever local promotion. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what the deal there is, but, you know, I, I it made me realize, like, I, I, I miss, you know, cheering for Moose. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He just still does a thing, right? Wherever yeah, the Moose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since mm-hmm. we've seen him. Um, him and Silas Young, I really do miss, like, a lot. Um, it's going to be great if he ever returns. All right, moving on. So G1 had their <laughs> USA-themed game in order. Cody Rhodes was wearing USA boots. His wife, whose name I keep kept forgetting. Um, oh, you just said his wife, and I'm like, yeah, I thought of wife. her name, but then 
I forgot. Then you forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, American Dress. Um, the that what, match. Brandy. Brandy. Yeah, Brandy. I think maybe something. Or of Brady. That. No, not Brady. That's Tom Brady. No, no, no. I'm all over. The, yeah, whatever. Go on. <laughs> um, she. Brandy Rhodes. Yeah. Brandy Rhodes. I okay, so. I'll, I'll take your word for it. That match, the Rhodes match, and Omega and Elgin were the two best oh, matches of the night. Right. Omega and Elgin probably was my match of the night. So Elgin keeps killing it. Keeps keeps killing it. The man is on, it is just a flame. He's so hot right now. As far as in ring moves, Elgin and Omega stole the show. In ring choreography, mm-hmm. move sets. There was like a there was a, a crucifix powerbomb from the top rope. Basically, it looked like a razor's edge into a powerbomb. Right. Who who I know? Uh, Elgin performed it onto um, Omega. Was the victim uh-huh. of it. Okay. Uh, Probably like five really hard knee strikes from Omega. Called he calls it a V trigger. Mm-hmm. Like believable knee strikes. Uh, and but the main event with Rhodes and Okada had a lot more storytelling elements in it. So I don't know if I want to give away what happens, but I guess I will. But Omega, you know how Cody Rhodes came out with the white towel. I heard about this. Yes, the Dominion. Mm-hmm. Omega comes out with the white towel, but. Mm-hmm. It, but it's not like, you know, uh, uh, Rhodes looks, Cody Rhodes looks knocked out in the ring. Mm-hmm. But he's not, it's not to the point of exhaustion. Okay. Where, like, right, because it's not a 60-minute match. It's not right? a 60-minute match. Mm-hmm. And Omega comes out with the white towel, and he's telling Brandy to throw it in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't do it. You have to do it. And then, like, the Young Bucks come out, and they're, like, arguing on the side as this is going on. And then Cody Rhodes, like, makes his comeback. His comeback into a false finish. They do each other's finisher on each other. And then eventually, like, Okada ends up beating him. But they do a really cool thing after. There was an article. The video I saw was on a Cage Side Seats article. Okay. I don't know it where the, else the video was. But the video was an altercation between Rhodes and Omega. Cody Rhodes and Omega. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes came, came to Omega in the back and, like, flipped the table and said... Why did you come out there, Darren? Your yours was almost a sixty-minute match. I was doing it for your health. Whereas, like Omega, kind of doing that was almost like condescending in a way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's almost like any time there's a position of leaders, another leader rising in the bull club, like Omega takes offense to it. Like mm-hmm. this is what happened with Adam Cole, right? A little bit, like not the same thing, but when he won the ROH title, like mm-hmm. those seeds started getting planted of like who's the leader in the bull club. It's kind of happening right now. It wasn't as with Cole. It was a slower burn. This one's kind of happening already, um, a little bit faster. But it was really cool. And then, like, the, the Young Bucks split them up. So I think that's, like, a really cool story. So, like, mm-hmm. storytelling-wise, um, Okada and Rhodes took the cake. In-ring execution, uh, Omega and Elgin. Elgin is fantastic. Like, I just want... I don't know. I don't know. Like, I want to, like, give that man a bonus. I don't have the mm-hmm. money to give... I want to, like, give that man a bonus for, like, all the shit, cool shit we've seen him. Yeah. All the good matches we've... Like, the last, like... Ten matches we've seen him in. Yeah, yeah, maybe. he's really good. Have been really, really good. Uh, what's the promotion that he runs? Um, Glory Pro. Glory Pro down in Belleville, Illinois. It's mm-hmm. around St. Louis. St. Louis area, yeah. Which is like you think Illinois it's close to us, not close to us. That's like no. a, that's like a four plus hour drive. Yeah. Um, but I would love to get down to one of those shows. And he's got like a lot of guys he's training to. I think he mm-hmm. trains like Myron Reed, right? Or has or it's right. I know he dude. trained Paco. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so a lot of influence, mm-hmm. this guy. Uh, but Big Mike's on fire. In terms of other matches on the show, everything was okay. Every, there was some stuff that was a little quick. There was quick. There was a lot of tags mm-hmm. because they have like bigger bigger matches than that before. Uh, the, the Tomohiro Ishii versus Naito match was really good. Ishii is just like a they call him the Stone Pitbull. Like he's just a tough mother effer. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is like, I think of him as like. Um, like Graveler, the Pokemon. He's just like strong <laughs> and fast, and he just like runs into you or something like that. He's just like really stiff and sturdy. Have you talked to um, Greg about his reaction to this? So I haven't talked to Greg, Greg, our New Japan consultant, right? At Greg Nasty on Twitter yet, but he asked for me for stuff on night one when I watched it, mm-hmm. and I told him basically everything I'm telling you now. Matt Jackson cracked me up a couple times, okay, in the ring because. He was doing that Young Bucks pose they do where they like flex, lean mm-hmm. inside and flex. Yeah. And the camera came really close to him and he's like, They got us on the first show of the match. What is this bullshit? <laughs> like, he just completely uh-huh. says it. breaks that wall, breaks the third wall. And then after, he actually got rolled up to lose. And then after it, he goes, I have to deal with Hot Topic. I can't be losing on TV. <laughs> so, like, kind of, uh-huh. they, they like make fun of themselves in uh-huh. a way, which is really cool. And also, JR and his partner were like really bad on commentary. I, that's what I heard. Yeah, I heard that, really that JR could couldn't was calling everybody like um, yeah, he wasn't getting the names right. He called, yeah, and, Will uh, I think ZSJ called got called Will Osprey. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though Will Osprey was on Maybe the card. Maybe this is JR just turning heel for the first time ever. No, I just don't think he knows <laughs> the guys and didn't do his homework. So so I I heard this comment. Uh, I can't or read it cuz I I heard about this yeah. Where JR's, you know, wasn't doing so well, and and then the the question came up is like if he's messing up like this in New Japan because he doesn't know the people so well, the the wrestlers, can he or would then WWE make him kind of really really learn the names of these women for the tournament? I hope so. I don't. I don't. I think it's more on him than WWE. Like, well, I mean, I mean, WWE. There has to be some people there had that. We're watching the product and oh i'm sure you know like yeah. so there's, there's like you know for wwe be like all right let's just do a dry run jr maybe to, um, to me it was to me it was a combination of because he did the wrestle kingdom before right he's yeah i think he's done and i some think stuff, um, some new japan stuff yeah but i has. think he did a, a give credit to what's his name uh matt from lucha underground uh commentator Striker, Striker, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was him and uh, is Jr. and Matt Striker, and Jr. did give a lot of credit to Matt Striker for for helping him get through that. But I thought that would be lesson learned, right? Like if you don't know these people so well, then yeah, you do your. It was surprising. Mm-hmm. It was surprising. I think it. Was, I think I don't think did it, it would take you out of the match at all while you were watching and listening. No, it was just like I, I guess I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. Didn't take me out of the match. It was like a combination. It wasn't only a combination of getting people's names wrong, but it was also like it felt like he was really trying too hard to be funny um, instead of just being good old JR. Like, but do you think that's a defense mechanism where he was just trying to be funny to cover up for the fact that he didn't know what he was calling? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't maybe know. it was almost like he he had too much freedom. Yeah. So he they were like saying like they were I think like swearing a little bit like oh okay like I guess asses mm-hmm. like a moderate swear but it wasn't. I don't know. It didn't feel like the good old the good Southern old boy mm-hmm. with like a lot of his catchphrases. Mm-hmm. I felt like the Jr. we saw at Zanies mm-hmm. before Backlash 
where he was like kind of making funny jokes here and there, and that yeah. was fine. But JR is like supposed to be well. serious. Like mm-hmm. he's supposed to turn the most non serious, non exciting thing into the most serious and exciting thing and like make you really care about yeah. it. Yeah. It was almost I think like maybe maybe like too much humor didn't make me care about didn't make me care as much because like JR should be like really serious. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. He's the right barbecue for that really dry rib. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, JR does, has his barbecue. I've been wanting to try mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Just haven't been able to. Uh... Yeah, but they like mentioned his barbecue sauce and stuff. Oh, did too. you? Yeah. Like, so, mm-hmm. the, I, can't, I don't know if it took me out of it, but I expected like more seriousness and expected better mm-hmm. execution. Didn't get it. Well, I, I'd have to like pay you attention know, to that. After too. so many years of JR being good old JR, he gets a pass. I he guess. does. Oh, he 100% uh-huh. gets a pass. Like, I'm not saying don't sign him up for the May Young Classic. I'm saying definitely do. And definitely keep him doing WWE mm-hmm. stuff. But disappointed. Can't lie about that. Um, Billy Gunn had a botch. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard he was in there, but I didn't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't it, was, it, was, it was subtle. Uh, Greg, actually, Greg, Nasty. our friend, Greg Nasty, said that he felt like them, New Japan bringing in Billy Gunn was something that they felt like they had to do and not something that like New Japan would do. It was okay. something they felt like they had to do to appeal to the American audience. I think so. That's so random. I mean, Bill, so random. I mean Bill Gunn is a, you know, I, I, okay, so quick story. Okay. As a kid, so I grew up, you know, when I started watching WWE, yeah. I fully didn't, you know, know the English language. So JR and, and, and everybody, the puppies and all that other stuff with Jerry the King Law, that's the shit that I knew, you know. Did you understand what they were saying? <laughs> um, yeah, kind okay. of. Okay. Um, but for some reason, the Mr. Ass song was the best shit ever. I, I love that <laughs> theme song. I didn't know what it said at first or whatnot. The I'm an ass man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, boom. Uh-huh. You know, like, I love that shit. I don't know why, but then, uh, you know, eventually I found out, like, okay, I, I see what your, <laughs> your, your gimmick is about. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I've you know I've always been a fan of Billy Gunn because of that. Yeah. Um, in that episode that Greg and I did about it's a, it's deep on our list, but it's about top five wrestling. Yeah, teams. yeah. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that was his number one theme. Oh, really? I'm an ass man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm not like mad that Billy Gunn is there, but it's no, just but so it's random. So, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the match is really good. I haven't watched night two, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts really on night one. Um, I know this is like this podcast is a little contradictory because we're talking about like how well everything was timed and like the themes and we like that mm-hmm. stuff as marketers and then like we're doing a late podcast. So hey, but you know we got lives and bro, things in the way. Uh, you've been busy. I've been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, Some content is better than no content, right? right? It's my opinion. Um, so staying on patriotic themes, Liberty Bell. The All-American Girl from Glow. <laughs> Glow. We both watched Glow. It's fantastic. It's amazing. And, and I think we texted when we when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't watch it the night it came out, but we started watching the day after. And we both said, you know, like, it's so good. We're going to pace ourselves. At least. And then I told myself, I'm going to watch one show every night. You know, it's, it's a short 30 series. Minutes. Yeah, yeah short 30 series. minutes. and 10 episodes. Yeah. But, you know, I did that the first night, second night, and by the third night, or the third day, um, I was working from home, and, you know, I was doing things, and I, and I popped it on, and before I knew yeah. it, I was 
you know, running behind on, on deadlines because I started watching Glow. Okay. <laughs> and the then deadlines I, were suffering. And then uh, I started, you know, I just completely finished the whole series on the third day. So, okay, yeah. Okay, let's get out of the way, you know. I'm like, might as well. Right. Uh, it, it, and it's a, such an easy watch, you know. Like, and I think, and I want Carla to watch it. She hasn't watched it yet. Um, I want her take on it. Uh, yeah. And, and, and also, like, I've been recommending it to, to other friends because I, I think it's... Uh, it's one of those things that, you know, it's going to help people understand my craziness for wrestling, too. 100%. I have that note down, but continue mm-hmm. talking. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, because it's not not only for wrestling fans, and, and you hear right. this all the time. Because I haven't heard a negative thing about this show no, at all. It's got like a 93 to 96% Rotten Tomato. It's and, raining, yeah. which is a lot of people kind mm-hmm. of swear by. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've been promoted in my circle of friends, and... Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully somebody watches it and, you know, they'll all catch on and everybody will end up watching it. Because I think it's, it's just a really good show. And, again, I'm also a fan of Orange is the New Black, who, was a, who also um, produced this uh, The Glow um, okay. Netflix series. So um, I, I enjoyed it through and through. Mm-hmm. So Five stars. I want to – okay. Okay, Dave. <laughs> Uh, so on the, Netflix, you know, you click the five oh, star yeah, rating. Oh yeah, yeah, Come yeah. On. Not, no. the, not the wrestling <laughs> no. observer newsletter. No, because okay. if that's the case, I would give it a seven star. Oh wow, <laughs> even more so than <laughs> the, the mini match. That's crazy. Um, Go for it. To to the point that you said that it's not only for wrestling fans is like the truest thing ever. It's for hardcore wrestling fans. It's for casuals. It's for people who don't like wrestling. It's for my girlfriend who sat down and watched it with me who doesn't like wrestling. Because of there is there's rest there's like cameos right. from wrestlers. That's the stuff we like. Mm-hmm. There's the lingo. They talk about heels. They talk about a work. They like there's Carlito holding an apple, which popped the hell mm-hmm. out of me because he doesn't need to hold an apple in that scene. But that's like they threw it in there for that. There's like an episode dedica- dedicated Chavo Guerrero Senior, and the gym is called Chavo's Boxing Gym. Yeah. There's all that stuff. In, those Easter eggs are for us. The mm-hmm. Easter eggs and the wrestling references are for us. But then there is this the actresses and the drama, which is for everybody else and us too. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah. but that's where Story it gets line. everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like an, there's an abortion, and there is um, yeah. uh, cheating, and there's all that other stuff. Like that's what my girlfriend. That's what my girlfriend wants to watch a show because mm-hmm. of all that shit that happens. And then it helps you understand educate you what wrestling is it's just a show everyone knows it's scripted we don't care we are entertained so that's my favorite part about it is how many people it can appeal to yeah the wide range of audiences um and then liberty bell has the catchphrase i want to call them my three favorite americans or found the power of my three favorite americans she says like what did she say uh ronald reagan uh larry bird and jesus christ himself which <laughs> yeah. is hilarious because jesus yeah. christ is not american um, so it's got like all that humor and comedy in there mm-hmm. too, with like Allison Brie doing the Russian accent, which is really funny. Dude, she's um, so good. <laughs> so good, so good. So I, I like, like to your point, it's 10 30 minute episodes. It takes you five hours to watch it. You can mm-hmm. watch one a night because it's on demand. Completely worth your time. Yeah, for really sure. Um, and, and then they leave us off with the money's in the chase. Right, I thought it was so good. Yeah, it made sense. It mm-hmm. made sense to put, yeah to drop the strap to Welfare Queen, <laughs> even though there was like no official match for it. Um, that's nitpicky stuff. Mm-hmm. But 
it made sense to drop the strap to her if there's going to be more seasons, right? You yep. don't want like the match that they had is like your WrestleMania twelve month build up match, mm-hmm. but it was great. But then like you need something, you need something for Liberty Bell to do, right? If we're mm-hmm. going to book her, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great. So I wanted to touch on some wrestling marketing topics. Something, a couple things that are going on. Like we've talked about the timing with Jinder's push and all that and like how business smart that was. Um, They did a Facebook post. It was a while ago, but it was like the history of the WWE Championship. And Mm -hmm. it was one of those like 360 photos where you can kind of scroll around. Okay. And the last guy that it landed on was Jinder. So he's like, he's in the conversation Mm -hmm. of like greatest champions ever already. But it's like smart on their part, but it's also like that's more of like the trolling that they're doing. Uh, but I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on two things: what the all the stuff, cool stuff that the Young Bucks are doing, uh, mm-hmm. merch-wise with Hot Topic, and then also I'm going to touch on something else. But Young Bucks with like being the elite and all this stuff, we talked about it before. But they have this partnership with Hot Topic now. Can you explain that to me and like what's going on with that? Yeah. So you know, apparently, and you know. Martin is all over this too. He's been posting a lot about where can you find the, you know, what hot topics have their merch. Okay. Um, you know, as soon as they, you know, they announced that they had the partnership and they were gonna put Young Bucks t-shirts at Hot Topic. Yeah. Um, because I I bought uh, I think that's where I told you I bought my Oscar uh, shirt from Hot Topic. Oh, like okay. I just decided to walk in there once and I'm yeah. like oh, I didn't even know they they sold WWE shirts. Yeah, neither did I. Um and. And now that, that I heard about the Young Bucks t-shirts being up there, um, like, I, I remember even checking, like, Hot Topics, like, Twitter account or something like that, mm-hmm. or Facebook, whatever it was, and and there would be, like, individual stores saying, like, no, we don't have Young Bucks, like, because they would get so many calls from people requesting, you know, like, and it's like, you could buy them at Pro Wrestling Tees. Like, to me, like, over in Chicago, I could just place an order and pick it is up Hot or Topics whatever. Is Hot cheaper? Or is it, like, a uh, no, special I, shirt? No, I... I, no, they're the same shirts, the same shirts you know, and, okay. and I think they're at the same price. Maybe sometimes Hot Topic does a buy one, get one half off. Okay. Um, but, you know, like, the, the the craze is out there. People want them. People want to go to the mall and be able to buy a Young Bucks shirt. Yeah, that's crazy that that... Maybe it's just because it's at least more from, mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, no one knows about Pro Wrestling... I mean, sorry. Wrestling fans know about ProWrestlingTees.com. But, like, your mainstream, maybe more mm-hmm. casual fans? I don't know. Like, or maybe it's yeah. just, like, it's kind of cool just to have, like, a bowl club shirt. Yeah. Um, and then you put it, like, on a mainstream in the mall level instead of on a website that only, like, Chicagoland has heard of. Or, I, I or, think know, pro like, wrestling this is pretty well known yeah, nationwide. Yeah, because wrestlers put their own stuff on right. there. Mm-hmm. Right? But, like, no, for me, like, meaning when we talk about, uh, you know, Chicagoland, like, I'm able to, you know, skip the shipping fees and just go pick it up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, like I think it's it's really smart, um, and they did. did uh, I think you posted this on our discussion group on Facebook, um, where the young bucks are are talking about the partnership and also you know doing a photo shoot and and showing some of the some of the models how to throw a super kick. Oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was a good video. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean they they're covering all angles, and and I think it's great. And people ask them like. What do you do to get so big? And they're just like, they're hard workers. They're like, there's yeah. no, be yourself. There's no secret formula. Like, have have a gimmick, right? And be consistent with it. But be yourself. And they like, they work extremely hard. They're always on the road. 
They're always seeking opportunities yeah, like and, this. And from from a marketing standpoint, once they knew they were over, right? Like they could make tons of shirts, you know, like and and at the right time, like they'll they'll do the same shirt but with a different color style. Yeah. Or like and, for a different person, like Marty Scroll comes in and right. so they're repurposing, mm-hmm. right? Dude, and I thought it was brilliant. It was a no-brainer to do the uh, Bullet Club umbrella. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, it's so good. Like, when they did that, I'm like, brilliant. Like, yes. Like, I'm even considering getting an umbrella. (laughs) This is actually something I want to talk about. And I did, I talked about it on the Soul Podcast, but we're not going to use that, obviously, because it's, you can't hear shit. You have bombs in the background. There's bombs bombs (laughs) over Baghdad in the background. But to me the bullet club out of all the you know there's other new japan factions right uh-huh there's like chaos and uh, Ingobernables. yeah lj mm-hmm. does a decent job of this too. yeah but the bullet club to me feels chaos doesn't feel like a real faction to me because you never the wrestlers are never like i feel like you never see them together outside of the ring their gear okay. doesn't always mm-hmm. match like i feel like the bullet club has that down to the fact yeah. to like branding the, an umbrella right mm-hmm. like they're always matching they're always together like the young bucks come out with them and they take it matches. out of the ring right with the whole um, yeah and they elite, take it out of the ring yeah. you know video youtube video they feel like a real faction to me mm-hmm. and i feel like other factions in new japan don't do that as well other factions like people like like let's say rapungi vice they feel like a tag team they almost feel like just a tag team that kind of joins up with chaos sometimes mm-hmm. as opposed to a part of chaos. Whereas like you could say, uh, girls of destiny, like feel like a part of bullet club always to me. Yeah. So I think bullet club does a really good job of just unifying their faction everywhere. Like, like omni channel across. Every yeah. Time they you they see cover them, all, all spectrums. Right. Yeah. They're well branded the every time mm-hmm. you see them. They're always together. Every time you see them like that to me is really cool. And there, I do have a little bit of pet peeve though about uh, the music. The music is good, but I feel like not enough times the Bullet Club will come out to the Bullet Club theme. They'll come okay. out to like their own music. Yeah. Which is a little bit pet peeve. It's peevy. a little debatable, you know, like, because you also, like, you know, if for whatever reason you get kicked out of the Bullet Club, you still want to brand yourself. Yeah, you can always um, have, you don't have to come out but, to it though. You can always have that in the back pocket. Like, I, cause here's an example. Okay. NWO, Hogan was the only one who had his own theme, mm-hmm. the Jimmy Hendrix song. Macho Man, The Outsiders, Buff Bag, like you can name yeah, anyone, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. would come out to the NWO theme when they were in the NWO. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always happen with the Bullet Club or like any really any faction yeah. in New Japan. And that is something that I don't like. But uh, out of all, like an LIJ, LIJ, LIJ does good branding to themselves and i mm-hmm. feel like they're together and they're unified like they'll all be in the ring at the same time mm-hmm. i feel like chaos never does that um and there's like so many people on it i don't know, even know who's on it they all wear different stuff it's just like unifying a color and a logo almost like yeah. and making that known maybe like wear more t-shirts i don't know but yeah this is something i wanted to, th- to throw out there yeah no i mean i think it's it's right on like uh, you know they they figured it out and and they are covering all spectrums and and when you see them you you know what the bullet club is you yeah. know who's in there mm-hmm. because you always see them together like you said yeah. you know whether that's in the ring uh, on a youtube video yeah um you know like it's it's well done they figure it out yeah yeah they their formula is right mm-hmm. so like people should copy it and just do their own version um 
Another quick thing. This is some really good planning on WWE's part. The new face of America, Kevin Owens, win the U.S. title. He wins the U.S. title. He becomes the new face of America. He's the U.S. champ. Tuesday, July... Was it third? Fourth? Tuesday was the fourth. Tuesday was the fourth, yes. Um, A SmackDown is Mm -hmm. taping, right? Um, And they have an Independence Day Battle Royal. I thought that was like really good timing. All of that. And then on that same day, his Kevin Owens DVD comes out. Yeah. Like all that kind of happens. So... Also, just something I want to... Have you watched really... the First View or whatever they call it on the network? Whatever's on the network? No, is it like a preview or something? Yeah, like usually okay. when... Um, lately, they've been doing this. When, they're, when they release, um, you know, DVDs, Blu-rays, whatever, um, they'll have like a first look at, okay. you know, Kevin Owens or whatever. Yeah. I watched it. It was really good. It good? Um, yeah, it covers a lot of the, you know, Sammy and, and, and Kevin history. Okay. It covers a lot of, um, you know, Kevin... And his upcomings and, you know, his struggles and things like that. I, I haven't watched the full thing, obviously, but okay. But the first look is pretty good. And it's, like, a good 20 minutes, probably. So so it's something I, I'm looking forward to seeing. Nice. That's sweet. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, that's, like, Kevin Owens stuff is, like, kind of the stuff I'll try. Even though I don't have a Kevin Owens t-shirt, but, like, I like him a lot more than anyone on the WWE roster. I'd probably say he's my favorite wrestler right now in, at, in WWE. Okay. Um... So like uh he like that DVD is probably one I'll consider buying. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe like his Funko Pop is one I'll consider buying. Like so like when his stuff comes out I'm like I sure. think about it. You they're, know. they're at Walgreens, bro. They're, they're at Walgreens. I bumped into uh Kevin Owens Funko Pop at Walgreens. What's the price on that bad boy? Uh ten bucks, seven bucks. Okay. Cool. I'll have to yeah. get that. Um do you think this is one of those things that'll be like very like the price will go up and like 15 to 20 years for these Funko Pop things if they stop Dude, I don't know, but so, you know, I've been trying to collect them. I'm running out of space. Right. (laughs) You've been... Um, Once you start collecting something, bro, it's it's downhill. Or uphill, depending on how you look at it. it. It's Um, rapid. So, I tried, I think, when I was getting ready, when I knew I was going to go to the C2E2, I was trying to get the CM Punk one. Okay. Um... Uh, obviously, they, they stopped making those. So, the front's um, probably rare then. Yeah, so they become rare. And then, like, money. Amazon and Best, and Best Buy and uh, eBay will be selling them for 120 Okay. That's not uh, awful. I it's mean, not that's a awful, lot more than 10 bucks. It is a Funko Pop. Like, yeah, it's a dollar, a toy, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, because okay. then um, um, I looked up the Brain Mysterio one, same price range. Like AJ Lee, like all the people that are not in WWE anymore okay. that had a release of Funko Pop, they're like a hundred and something. Um, so I, I I I thought about this really hard and I went and got a got a Eva Marie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So she's discontinued. Nice. Uh, eventually, at now some point. Now when she starts doing pornos, then <laughs> hey, the price will go up. Whatever you know, what I mean. <laughs> She's working hard for her money. Right. I'm not judging. We don't judge here. Um, so, last thing I wanted to touch on really quick, unless you had anything, uh-huh. st- sticking with the theme of 4th of July, I want to just envision back to Great American Bash 1990. Sting wins his first, my boy, I'm going to mm-hmm. gush here and mark out a little bit. Go for it. Wins his first world championship against Ric Flair. Um, it's a really good match. He wins. Ric Flair's going for the figure four. When he does this, you know how you kind of like take the left leg and you spin around mm-hmm. to set up the figure four? 
after he spins around, Sting gets him in the small package, or as JR calls that match, by the way. Or oh, JR okay. says inside cradle mm-hmm. and rolls him up for the three. Everyone comes to celebrate in the ring. There's like fireworks and all that mm-hmm. shit. Um, but that look on Sting, I know I tweeted it out on the 4th of July. Yeah. His American flag jacket, his really, his red, white, and blue stars and stripes face paint, which is like really hard to do. And that shit stays on. Like he's using some heavy paint there. That's not oh, the it stuff. doesn't, it doesn't, that's the new well, stuff. Or well, I mean, because I don't remember this match. Um, so it's it's on the network. You should go mm-hmm. check it out if you. It's got a real old school feel. It's got the, I mean, it's 1990 WCW. So it's got the ramp that leads. 1990 like, right American Bash. Yes, mm-hmm. it's got the ramp that like is level with the ring. You know. What oh, I'm nice. like they did a CMLL. Club. Yeah, yeah, or that, or CML does that. They, they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a real cool old school feel. And Flair and Sting play off of each other really well. Not their first match together. And not their last. Uh, Sting, when Sting no-sells those like hard chops by Flair, the mm-hmm. crowd goes wild when he like no-sells them. And then Flair so is So did like, you watch begging. this match live? No, I didn't watch it live. Okay. Growing up. Okay. But uh, I had a Sting VHS tape. And it was like, I watched that thing like 500 times. And it, uh, the Rodellos. Yes. Number three, <laughs> is that? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, so I had the Sting VHS tape, and I watched that match a bunch of times on the VHS tape. But then I like when I got the network, I went back and mm-hmm. watched. But my friend and I had a Sting marathon. I think we watched like sixteen matches one day. Oh wow! Sting. Because mm-hmm. uh, right, you've always you know you've always been a Sting mark. Like, I've always been a Sting mark. Um, I wrote an article about it, not to put over like other stuff I do, but I can link it too in the description. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe like put it on our site or syndicate it on our site, but it's a, all the reasons why I like Sting and like uh, there's a lot of stuff I can go into. But and why isn't this in two heels in a face? Uh, well, because he I wrote it on my other blog. Okay. Um, which oh, is that's right. Thestarterlog.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it talks about that. My other blog is about leadership mm-hmm. and self improvement and things of that nature. And clearly, so, I will never be a guest on that thing. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> no, uh, just... we just haven't been podcasting as much. But we also neither have, neither have we. <laughs> we're no, catching we up. We're we catching have. up. We have. All right. Uh, we're consistent. Um, but it talks. I talk. It, the segment for my blog is called "Learn from a Leader." So mm-hmm. I talk about how Sting was a leader. So Sting's only at least known vice was he was addicted to pain pills for a little bit. Okay. Um, but compared to like like in the wrestling world, there's a lot of other things worst things you could do um and then he got off of it and became and actually what became really religious but uh in that article i talk about like all the positives about how always willing to put people over very unselfish um when hogan like and macho man came over from wwf like sting stepped aside because he knew his best for the company Mm -hmm. like he's loyal he's a team player always always with wcw until most recently, have you um, watched the the recent Sting Sting DVD? Into or? the Light. I don't know what to call. I it. have it in my. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, it's it's, down, it's under my TV right now. Okay, so I need to watch that. But uh, yeah, that's just me remembering back to that match. One of my favorite Sting matches is that Great American Bash mm-hmm. in 1990. He also has a strap match with Vader. It's like I have never seen a good strap match except for that one. That is, okay. like, the only strap match that I would, like, rewatch. Like, I haven't seen all of them. I know there's yeah, all yeah. like, Cena and JBL. Uh, well, that's kind of Wasn't like that a, the super bloody match? I don't know. I think... I think uh, maybe. No? I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
But like Sting and Vader make a strap match believable, which is mm-hmm. hard to do. Because like even when Cena and Rusev were doing that like that Russian chain oh, thing, uh-huh. there was like slack in the chain, and it's just not mm-hmm. as believable. It's hard to it's hard to that's a hard match. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so yeah, so a lot of reasons why I like Sting. I'll, I mean, I uh, I will put this article in like the show notes or the mm-hmm. description of this podcast. Um, and I just wanted to touch on how freaking cool he looked in that American flag getup, which is one of like the coolest looking, uh, you know, Sting. wrestling attires mm-hmm. yeah. that I've ever. But yeah, Sting is my favorite. That's just a biased opinion. Uh, but that's all I got to kind of round off the Fourth of July latest fuck theme episode. <laughs> right. Um, Do you have any closing st- st- statements or thoughts? Um, no. Um, I guess. Just learning more about, um, you know, what what attracted you to Sting? Like, what what it was, was his luck? It was his luck, and it was his charisma, hundred percent. Okay, luck and charisma. Okay, cool. But this was like face paint and Sting, or because so, I know there was a an era where he was just the like Venice Beach Boy or something like that, right? That was that was way before like Surfer Sting. Okay, that was when he was with Jim Helwig, who is the Ultimate Warrior. Uh huh. Um, that was before that match. Had, that was like that was probably like in the eighties when he was doing like that. that. What's your earliest uh, early you know, uh, memory of like my earliest memory? My earliest memory of Sting is uh, black and white face paint Sting. Face paint Sting. Okay, but then I got that's when I when him and Hogan were going at it. Mm-hmm. That was like that was my prime. That I still I mean he's my favorite wrestler, but that was like the moment when you like, started I really watching wrestling. This guy. Yeah. Oh, wrestling um, overall or just this? Wrestling overall. Okay. And then I had that DVD where it kind of like took me back to some of the early, the 80s stuff, early, late 80s and early 90s stuff that he was doing. DVD or VHS? Excuse me, VHS. VHS. Okay. VHS. Um, for those of you who don't know, those are th- <laughs> things we used to watch back in the day. And so that that opened me up to like a lot of the old surfacing stuff mm-hmm. where he would like change his face paint, wear bright colors like everybody did. And it talked about him reinventing himself, coming back as white white and black face paint sting and then i actually really liked nwo wolfpack sting too a lot more than a lot of other people did okay um but probably like the attitude era and the monday night wars mm-hmm. was like the, his crow look and the fact that he didn't need to speak like he didn't need to talk right and he was still really cool mm-hmm. uh, but he did have charisma even in those matches where he was the crow sting he would get like fired that up start pounding mm-hmm. his chest and doing stinger splashes on people um, and Sting is what brought you back in years later. Sting is what brought you back in. They're in SummerSlam, right? Yeah, Survivor Series 2014. Oh, Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, he debuts, and then, then there's a whole WWE network, and I'm like, mm-hmm. let's go, and now I'm back in the wrestling. So, Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I wasn't much of a WW, uh, WCW you know, kid. and like I, So for me, I remember d- during those times, I would watch, it was Monday Night Wrestling. Like It, was, it started yeah. like at... Five o'clock, I think. Like, um, there would be uh, some AAA that I would watch. Okay. And then that would turn into CMLL. Okay. And then it was Raw, so wow. I would watch that. That's like five to ten. That's like five hours. It was, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of hours <laughs> of wrestling. That's sweet. Um, but yeah, I was never able to get into WCW just because I always wanted to know what Stone Cold was up to, was going to do next. To me, that was right, that was right, the right. Guy. It was like, you know what was funny? It was, I would switch back and forth between Nitro and Raw, and my mm-hmm. mom didn't like that I watched Raw, so like, if she was in the room, I would turn on Nitro. Oh. See, that's the other benefit, too. Like, you know, nobody really understood what people were saying. We were just, 
you know, like, so the cursing or whatever happened that now, was not your visual. Parents, do your parents own English? Um, well, they, 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 they would understand now. Okay, yeah. But, you know, back then, like, nobody did. That's funny. Um, and it, AAA and CMLL weren't, like, they were family Yeah, shows, it was right? a family show. It was just strictly more, like, you know, it, even the, the fact that uh, Luchadors would cut promos was a little weird at that point. Really? Yeah, it was okay. not... You know, it was not that... Um, it was something that they wouldn't do. Like, it was just the storyline was based in the ring. Okay. And maybe some ambushes in the back that they would record, and that was it. Okay. But, like, in-ring promos was not a thing at that point. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. But the people still got... Like, they would cut promos in the back and, you yeah. know, old-style kind of... So it was all in the ring. Yeah. Like, action. Action all like in the ring, yeah. Athleticism, mm-hmm. things like that. That's cool. So, yeah, um... That was, that was a good 4th of July. I guess we'll go home then, even though we're a little late. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode. Um, we have potentially our friend Trent posting an article for us on twozoneofface.com. Okay. If he does it, um, he said he would. And about about <laughs> no his experience at, at hashtag Slam15, Slam anniversary, because he was at some after-day tapings too. Yeah. Um, he went to like three days of tapings after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so oh, one of the things with Trent, uh, I actually told him that I wanted to buy um, uh, one of his hot sauces. Oh, yeah. So I told him, I'm like, I asked Hemi him. hot sauces? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The Hemis. So I'm going to buy one and I'm going to try it out and we might just try it live on our next recording. Um, so oh, if sweet. you're up for it, you know. We get live reactions of yeah. spinning out food. <laughs> hot sauce. Yeah, let's see how hot it is. I feel like you can do pretty hot. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, okay. um, can you? What's, th- your, what's your tolerance? Uh, it's pretty high. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and you like torta, so there's a torta place that has really good hot oh, sauce. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll record there. We'll <laughs> right. Record there. It's all around the buffet line theme. Yeah, so. yeah it's on the buffet line theme, yeah. Um, next, uh, you're not going to go to the AEW I, I will be in St. Louis you're for AEW Louis. on July 15th. All right. What's it? United We Stand. Yep. Also, red, white, and blue. United yep. stand, July themed. There July you go. Theme. Everyone's just on top of the game, <laughs> except for Impact. They need to work in some stuff. Well, we we don't know. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Uh, maybe I've missed that part of the yeah, yeah, of the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Um, Your legal cable and everything. <laughs> well, so we'll, I'll be there. Um, Carl will be there, and I have family from out of town, so yeah. I'll probably take my cousin or so. Um, and then. Um, w- what other shows are after that? Uh, I wanted to go to Shimmer this weekend. I um, can't. Yeah, but Shimmer I can't is either. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I have family, so I'm, you know, to- being the tourist guide. and. Yeah. They're um, doing like a Friday and Saturday night, right? Shimmer? Or maybe is there just one uh, night? Yeah, I think it's, a, yeah, it's tonight and Saturday. Oh, that's tonight. I think yeah. so. So, so mm-hmm. tonight, um, what's, the, what's the 7th? Today's the 7th, I think so. July 7th, tonight, Shimmer. If you're listening to us now, see so if you can go July 8th, Shimmer. Are they at Berwyn? Yeah, they're at Berwyn. Berwyn Eagles Club. August 31st, Cody Rhodes comes to the Berwyn Eagles Club for some AEW action. Um, we're going to that. We're we got going tickets to that. For that. We got tickets that, for that. That almost sold out the first night that they went on yeah. sale. Pretty crazy. Like, AEW is great, but they I don't think it ever sold out in, like, two days. So this is, like, the first time they've done that. And um, I think... Um, that covers it. Is there is there yeah. another show before that? I don't think so. At least not when I'm going to. Um, we're, we're thinking about uh, going to Blitz. Potentially. On August 12th. Mm-hmm. That's out in Joliet. Yeah. So 
Uh, we'll keep you updated. Uh, do you know what how the um, fantasy league is going? No, I haven't checked. I haven't checked. Because uh, last time I checked, I was in second place. That's why I wanted to bring it yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but, um, yeah, other than that, I think Martin is still in the lead of the, with, the, with the fantasy league. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, the next... The next part will be a recap of AEW, right? I'm assuming, yep. Um, so, join, please, the only thing we ask, send us a tweet with thought, your thoughts on what we spoke about um, on Twitter. at right. What was your most American ma- wrestling match? What was your most American-themed wrestling match you you've ever That's watched? what I tried saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at is on a face, the number two. And then we're on, you're probably listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes, so thank you for listening there. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. And we will always be here laying down the different podcasts, trying to be different every time. And that's all I have to say. All right. That's the bottom line.